With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now! Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK. Where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. Wherever you're listening, if it's available, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm okay, Matt. I'm uh, just hanging around, uh, waiting for these Lakers to hopefully get put back out of the the playoffs, but it's not looking like it's going to go the way I want it to at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, it's... Not really in, enjoying the playoffs from uh, from a neutral's perspective. No, it's uh, no. sort of certain games and series aren't going the way I'd hoped. Yeah. Um, I mean that Lakers Grizzlies one anyway. That I, I couldn't really care less who wins that one. I, I don't like either of them. So, but anyway, we're not here to talk about the playoffs. We're here to talk about <laughs> Bulls because um, that's what we do. Yep. Uh, and obviously, Bulls are in the playoffs. So. Yeah, uh, which has been good for my uh, my sleep anyway. Yeah, I'm Involved definitely getting a lot more <laughs> rest time than I had been before. Yeah, a lot more thinking time, which isn't good. Mm. Uh, but a lot more, a lot more rest. So, yeah, on with this episode. And there's been a few few talking points that have come out from Bulls in the last week. If you want to call them that. I think it's stuff we kind of already knew, but uh, anyway, we'll go over it. First one is um, Derek Jones Jr. saying that he is likely to take his player option on yeah. this, obviously, on this contract. Um, I think that was a given. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, he, he, but he has also said that he will speak with his agent and see what else is out there. Obviously, I imagine if he can get more money somewhere else and a bit more of a guaranteed role, then he won't take up the Bulls option. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. And I I don't know whether or not he's kind of played himself into a position because he didn't really play much. So I don't think he's put himself into a position where he's going to be a wanted commodity as much as he might have been if he'd got more minutes, maybe. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, we haven't done our DJJ evaluation yet, and we're not doing it on tonight's either, but um, we'll talk about that, obviously, when we get to it. And one thing I did want to mention on these player options is AK's kind of screwing us a little bit with them, I feel. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, we had Tony Bradley this year that we couldn't get rid of. Because nobody else wants him, and he's got that player option. Yeah, and like 
he's giving these player options to people who are becoming what the ninth to twelfth sort of person in the rotation. Yeah. So they're taking up a roster spot. They're not getting any minutes, but they're not really offering much to the team either. Mm. And it's just kind of like, you know, I get it might be what's needed to get that player to sign the contract in the first place. But I prefer a team option. Yeah, totally. It's putting too much power into the player's decision-making. Yeah. I mean, obviously... Like I say, we've not gone to DJJ, but obviously we've got Drummond as well. He was on a player option and obviously we've not heard anything about that yet. But there's two players that, you know, potentially they're on the roster, but potentially they're not. And how do you prepare a roster not knowing? Mm. That That's kind of where, where I'm at with it. At least if the team had the option, they can go, right, yeah, we want you back or no, pack your bags find somewhere else do you know what I mean yeah. but uh, anyway like I say we'll we'll get into DJJ and Drummond later on but um, next one is Kobe White obviously we know he's coming up to test the market we know what was said in the um, exit presses by him and obviously by AK and Billy mm-hmm. And then it's come out in the last few days that they're going to let the market set the price for him. Yeah. And a question for you on that is, is that the right move or the wrong move? Uh, I mean, you can take, you can take different angles of, of perspective from this, right? The way I look at it is, one way to look at it is from Kobe's standpoint, Kobe might be there kind of now feeling a little bit like, well, hang on, that doesn't exactly make me feel wanted. Yeah. From his agent's point of view, I'm sure he's kind of rubbing his hands together going, great, now we can go and set a price. Do you know? Um, The Bulls have said that they want him. If the Bulls really want him, then maybe they should make a decision on him. Yeah. You know, what's the point of hanging it out to somebody else to to set prices for you. Especially, I mean, if word gets around that the Bulls want to sign him and yet um, he's going to go and set the price by speaking to other teams, I mean, speaking from a very pessimistic point of view, there's a possibility that other teams might push his value up knowing that the Bulls are going to sign him anyway, purely to make the Bulls waste their own cap space a little further. Yeah, and that that's kind of where my head was at with it. It was... Bulls have obviously come out and said they want him. So, offer him a deal. Yeah. Um, show him how much you want him. Or are they hoping that nobody else in the league offers him a, a deal? So, so that they, they can... Get for less. Yeah. Mm. But then also... It depends on what kind of role you're going to bring him back in. Because if you bring him back in that starting role, he's going to want more money. Of course. And, you know, it's... It's good, obviously, that they want to bring him back. But I kind of feel like they're screwing themselves over a little bit by going about it the way they are. Yeah. But 
anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm sure it'll all come out further down the line how it's going to pan out. So, and the last one, it's not really Bulls related, but also kind of is because Bulls Nation went into meltdown over it. Right. Obviously, Nick Nurse got fired yeah. by Raptors uh, back in the last week. Obviously, how it links to Bulls Nation is everyone was kind of tweeting and all that of over to you, AK, as in get him in. <laughs> um, obviously, it's all hypothetical because we know that Billy's not going anywhere because he's got that extension. Yeah. Um, we've both kind of said on here before we like Nick Nurse as a coach. Um, often out coaches Billy. Yep. So obviously, if Bulls were to have got rid of Billy or to get rid of Billy, which, like I say, it's all hypothetical. Uh-huh. Just kind of a two-part question: Would you want to come in? And secondly, and more importantly, would? Nick Nurse have been able to do anything different with this roster to what Billy did, because Raptors I, finished worse off than Bulls. So yeah, they did. Um, okay, so to answer the first part of your question, you know, as you've alluded to there, yeah, we we've said before we like Nick Nurse, right? I think he's a very good coach. Um, I think he is potentially a step up from Billy as a coach. Yeah. Um, and I do think that he may have been able to handle in-game scenarios with this team better than Billy. Yeah. But the roster is the roster. And, you know, the players can only do so much and the coach can only get so much out of the players that's not to say that there aren't coaches that can squeeze that little bit more because, you know, we know for a fact that there have been over the years and, and still are. But, I mean, I don't think that Nick Nurse would have been some big saviour, some big solution to the problems that we've had this season. I mean, at the end of the day, we can't shoot threes, right? How many times have we talked about this? And there's no matter of devising plays or how much training they're going to put in. If, if they can't shoot the three, they can't shoot the three. You're not going to yeah. bring your percentage points up any drastic way. Yeah. Sort of where I was kind of thinking, let's say, he's, he's got a potentially a a better looking roster or had at Raptors. You know. Certainly had more length. <laughs> yeah. And a legit point guard. Um, True. And obviously, like I say, they finished off worse than bulls in the end uh-huh. so to me if with the roster that we've had or had because obviously we don't know how it's going to go I don't think he'd have got any more out of them I think he'd have used Drummond a bit more granted yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it maybe he'd use P. Will different as well who knows Um but like you said, we've still got we still had no size on the team, no length on the team, and as I just said, no legit point guard on the team. Right. So you know, Billy was working with what he had, and rightly or wrongly, 
because he's coming back. So, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of the uh, talking points that I had that kind of cover bulls from the last week. Um, don't know if you want to go to the ad read before we get into the the bulk of the um episode. Absolutely. Well, I mean, my question to you is, Matt, if you want to get some nice uh, bulls gear to wear through the summer. Going on your holidays and you're hanging around, uh, driving in your truck. Where would you go? Where would you go first to try oh. and find the best balls gear? Victory Sports UK. Victory Sports UK. Absolutely. We all know now at this stage that ourselves and Victory Sports UK have got we've got a thing going on, and it's a UK boss, UK based sports apparel and equipment store where you can get your NBA and other sporting goods. Get kitted out in your favourite team gear and rep your squad. All C-Reds UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products already on sale. And they have a great sale going on right now. Just make sure you're liking and following C-Reds UK on Twitter or become part of the C-Reds UK group on Facebook to receive your exclusive discount code on request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. Yes, and they actually have a their end of season sale on at the minute as well, so mm-hmm. more reductions. Uh, yeah, so on to the bulk of the episode. Um, obviously, last week we started our end of season reviews, went over the team, went over Billy, and started the players with Pat Bev. And uh, for anyone who follows us on the socials, you'll have seen that we've put out the results from all of the players in the last sort of few days. And that's where we're going to go with the, the results to start with and certain people's opinions that we've, well, that you give us. Uh, and the first player is Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. And I'll just try and find him. There we are. Obviously, the result was a grade B for Caruso for the season. Yep. Um, he got six, well, the grade B was 62% of the vote that we, we had for him. And a couple of um, opinions before we get into ours. Obviously, we mentioned last week that Geordie Bulls has really gone in on some of them. And yes. that's the first one up. And he's, but as we know, when it comes to Alex, his box scores really mean nothing in comparison to what he does. That is not on the box score. His hustle, his ability to frustrate opponents on both ends, the constant coaching he gives to all players on the team. Uh, you can teach those skills to a player and not many can do that every time they play, but Caruso does. I gave him a B. I believe our number six can still improve on the box score numbers with more offensive direction, minutes and freedom from Billy and this mm-hmm. uh, and the only other one we got on Caruso is off Troy our guy Troy from Australia uh, and I don't know if anybody listening obviously if you follow Troy or whatever but he pretty much straight after the, the season put out um, his opinions anyway and obviously he said last week that we can give him out so that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. Obviously, trying to convince Troy to become a bit of a creator, but he's not having any of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and 
his opinion is uh, the Caruso career high in games played. Alex never wavered from his style of play. Should have been a DPOI finalist. Mm. Yes, he's limited offensively, but offense is not what we need from Alex. It's his defense, his leadership, his voice. He is absolutely a coach in the making. Uh, some say we should move him. No, you keep him. So, yeah, that's obviously the result and a couple of people's opinions. So, what was your grade for him? Well, I'll give you my little bit that I was writing when I was given my grades. So, I said, uh, AC is an anomaly, a sketchy shooter at best, and can look unimportant if based on the box scores. But AC is virtually irreplaceable. He's a demon on defence and provides so much to the team from a bench slash locker room perspective. So I gave him a solid B. Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, I, I, well, I did give a grade, but then when I've actually put the results out, I've kind of changed my opinion a little bit. Okay. Um, because obviously we get, well, the vote and I think our own opinion was a grade C for the team overall. Mm. And it kind of got me thinking, if the team's a C, the players can't really be much higher than a C. I know individually they will have good games and they will have good stretches of games and different things, but ultimately it didn't be enough. enough. Um, yeah. So obviously with the Twitter poll in particular, it was either A, B, C or D. Uh, you couldn't really do a minus plus whatever. And yeah. I think initially I went with a B for Caruso. Um but I've kind of moved it to a B minus. Um kind of contradicting what I've just said like but anyway yeah uh, as well as you've just said and as Troy has said and Jordy Bulls has said what you see isn't what you get with Caruso is it and he's obviously very important to the team as as we see when he um, goes out injured which he tends to do quite a lot which to me is why his grade comes down and obviously that he can't help being injured and it's no. the way he, he plays the game I get all that um, but I think as well his, his rating falls a little bit this year because of how he was used um, I've said for a long time I don't think he's a starter I think he's better coming off the bench and obviously we've seen him starting point guard at times and then he'd finish the season starting as our number four and I think that kind of affected him because we saw how much of a, a liability he was on mm. offence you know defensively yeah he should have been in that defensive player of the year category but that's kind of what you expect from him that's what we know he does. Do you know what I mean? And he is, in that sense, he's my type of player. Bit of heart, hustle and muscle. Yeah. And he's obviously a Chicago player or type player. But when you're starting him at the four and Pat Bev at point guard, two players there that are liabilities on offence. Obviously, yeah, we saw in the, the last game against Heat that Caruso can hit threes every so often. Yeah. Um, and he can have good games offensively. 
the two few and far between for him to have a a prominent position in the starting five for me. I think he's better coming off the bench. And I don't think he really has a position. That's that's the problem with him. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's listed as a guard, but we know he can guard one through four. And uh-huh. probably five if you told him to. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think obviously as well there's a lot of rumours, as Troy mentioned, that we're kind of getting ready to move on from him. You know, he's a, a valuable asset. But we can't, can we? <laughs> he's, we need him on this team. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I mean, B minus, but... Like I say, I think a lot of the great... My favour is down to the team as well, not actually just him. Yeah, but, as in kind of he, he suffers at the hand of the faults of the team type thing. Yeah, and obviously mm-hmm. how Billy was playing him as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think he was getting too many minutes and played in the wrong position. Yeah. So, uh, next, I don't know if you've got anything else on Crusoe before we move on. I haven't, I haven't really got too much more to say on him, no. I mean, we all know what he is. We all know what he gives us. We all love him for it. Um, and I'd like to see him back next year, but at the same time, you know, you, I think as Bulls fans, we're all guilty of falling in love with the team, and the vast majority of players, we're always like, oh, we don't want to see them go, but sometimes you have to say goodbye in order to get better. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next player kind of falls into that. Yeah, um, Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. Now. Obviously, the grade from the vote was a B, again, which this is what was kind of making me think about how can these players be a B when the team was only a C. Um, Now, let's say he was a grade B in the vote. Um, That was with 64% of the vote as well. And I'll go through some of the... uh, other opinions first. Uh, Jordi Bulls, again. As opposed to Caruso, who does most of his work outside of the box score, Demar is all about the box score. If you look at his two seasons at the Bulls, his stats are pretty much the same. And then he's obviously put a link into basketball reference. Um, last season, he seemed to do more, more though. More big moments, lots of visibility on the court. This season, he has seemed to be a bit more in the background, more so in the second half of the season. For me, he didn't come across as an all-star this season. Uh, Aussie Stew, he put him down as a B. He was quality again, regressed a bit with the quad issue, but pretty consistent. Clutch reliability that won us multiple games last year was missing and probably cost us a few clutch games. That and some bullshit ref decisions, see last uh, last two-min report. Uh, and another Aussie, Troy. <laughs> going off his uh, his little write-ups that he did. Yeah. Uh, DeMar didn't play up to the standard he played last year. Going in t- And going into the season, we hoped he didn't have to. Unfortunately, he did have to. But in saying that, DeMar's style of play made us easier to defend due to the team's lack of shooters. As good as DeMar has been for Chicago, as much as I don't want him to go, unfortunately, he's the first piece I'm looking to move to improve this team. 
Jamal comes back next year, I really hope to see him play more of the role he had in San Antonio and then become uh, and then became the assassin when we need him. Outside of that, the offence should run through Zach first. Um, so, yeah, obviously, 74 games Damar played this year. Uh, Average 24.5 points, 4.7 rebounds and 5.1 assists. And he finished third in the NBA's Clutch Player of the Year. Yeah, which, <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other subject, isn't it? That is. Yeah, and I think we called that one on the uh, on the last episode, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what was your grade for him? Okay, my little uh, piece I wrote was, DeMar had a solid enough season with stats reflective of last year. But this year, the big moments and title of King of the Fourth seemed to be lacking. Um, which is ironic seeing as he was third place for a clutch player. But um, I gave him a B, but like you were talking about, it would have been a B minus, really. Um, I do think that DeMar filled the stats and the box scores with ninja games. Like, you know, the amount of times we, we, we said, oh, DeMar had another ninja game. And by that, what we meant was, it doesn't feel like DeMar's scoring a load of points. And then you look at the box score and you're like, oh, he's got 25 points. Oh, he's got 26 points. Oh, he's got 22 points. Do you know, and there's a little bit of it that kind of goes, I don't remember him scoring that many. But yet, he obviously was. So that's where we kind of coined the phrase of him having ninja games. But he's a solid player. We know what he is. We know what he can do. And we all like him. We all fell in love with him when he hit the two back-to-back um, buzzer beaters last season. And yeah. The team seemed to love Demar, but I agree with what Troy said, and we've said it before. Demar is the first major piece that I would look at to move to be able to get something substantial back for, and maybe to move this team in a different direction. Yeah, um, I, I would the same. Obviously, put a B, but it's really a B minus. Um, Obviously, we don't know how much that injury was affecting him, especially towards the end of the season. But I did kind of say to you a few times that I prefer that version of Demar. Mm. Um, he seemed to be developing a bit more of a three-point shot some for some strange reason. Yeah, three-bow. <laughs> uh, he was facilitating a lot more. And it was as if he... Obviously, yeah, the injury was there, but it was as if he kind of took that little bit of a step back and let Zach be the main scorer. Yeah. Um, and it it worked because we knew that DeMar can still be that guy. Um, unfortunately, it didn't seem to happen as often as we'd have liked. At times, we'd have liked either. Um, obviously, coming into the season, we did kind of say that he... We didn't want to see him have a similar season to last season or the season before, wherever yeah. we're at now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what we meant by that is we wanted everybody else to step up, you know, whether it be Zach, Vooch, whoever. And it, it's like Troy said, it kind of happened, but then you kind of also needed Demar to be first season Demar. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a bit, a bit of a bit of a tricky one with him because you know he, he says all the right things as well doesn't he you know being he a veteran 
you know, when he had that game, I can't remember how many points he hit or how many shots he hit or whatever it was. And he says, I oh, won't see it happen again. Was, yeah. We've already seen it happen before. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I get it. You've got to have that confidence in yourself and stuff like that. But it's, I don't know. It just kind of, I think, I mean, you know, he'll always be remembered for that first year that he had because obviously he got himself into the record books. But yeah. I don't think we're going to ever see that again. And that's why, as you said, he's got to be the piece that moves if yeah. if something is to change. And it's like I said to you in, in the little chat we was having before, I am kind of flipping between Damar and Zach to see who, you know, who I think should be traded. And I, I always seem to fall back to Damar. Mm. Um, you know, obviously he's on his, well, it's last year of his deal as we go into next season. Um, what is he? He turns thirty-four. Yeah. Is, yeah. All right. He's outplayed the value of his contract, no doubt about that. But his, it's as if he's starting that decline as well, isn't it? You know, niggly little injuries. Yeah. Um, too many games where he was missing free throws regularly. Um. It was just a completely different Demar, I think, to the the one we saw in year one. Yeah, the free throw thing was was bizarre. I mean, you know, he's always been a great or a pretty solid free throw shooter, and he was splitting them all the time. Yeah, weird. It's, I mean, it's clearly the big three hasn't worked mm. in the way that, um, obviously, AK or whoever thought it was going to and obviously year one Damar was number one yeah no doubt about that but to to me in year two he was kind of number three mm. and to fall in that way is a bit worrying you know because if you don't move him what kind of you just? It's, I know you can say it with every player, but what kind of year are we going to get out of him? And how is that going to affect the team moving forward? You know, does he decline even further? Does he go back to year one, Demar, and then affect the team because you're taking the ball out of Zach's hands and or Vooch's hands, whatever? Do you know what I mean? It, so to me, that's why. I mean, obviously, we're going to, as we move forward, talk about trade options and free agent options, whatever there is out there. But, you know, yeah, you're not going to get as much for him as you would for Zach and you don't free up as much cap space. But I think he could be valuable to a team like Lakers or Clippers, you know, getting back to LA, retire there and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always be thankful for what what he did as a bull. And, you know, I wouldn't be particularly pissed off if he, he is on the team next year because I do enjoy watching him play and he has brought some, some good moments but yeah at the same time I wouldn't be that pissed off if he gets traded yeah so I don't know if you've got anything else on him well I mean I, I said last year that I think DeMar has the kind of game that'll, that'll age quite well and 
I think it has. I mean, he's still putting up the same numbers as he was last year. It's just like not as much in the big moments. So I do think that his 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 game is aging fine. But the, the thing I didn't really consider when we were talking about it last year and and we've kind of seen it and you've spoken about it there is his game's still good. You know, the mid-range game, the shot and everything like that is working. But I think he's at the point where potentially his body could start to break down on him. And that's where it's going to affect his game more so than anything else. So maybe now is the time to get back what we can for him before we lose more value out of him. Yeah. I think, to be fair, a lot of what the problem was for him last year is teams knew what was coming when he had the ball. And Mm. he just Mm. didn't really adapt his, you know, didn't seem to get to the line as much. Um, the start of the year anyway second half of the year he did seem to start drawing them fouls again but it was as if teams was you know not biting on his pump fakes and stuff like that you know what I mean so yeah yeah uh, right and next player and I think this one uh, certainly got a lot more opinion shall we say on the on the uh, there on the tweets and stuff like that. And it is Ayo Dasumu. Now, I've put it down as a grade C slash D because uh, they were pretty pretty even So, uh, over uh, the two votes that we had running. So, yeah, C slash D. A um, couple of opinions on him. Jordy Bulls again. For Ayo, he could not have joined the Bulls at a better time. From the first game of the 21-22 preseason, the Bulls ran the style of play that Ayo excels at. Fast, high-energy transitions. With Lonzo and Caruso's def- defence, vision and passing skills, Zach's change of speed and direction and Green's bounce, Ayo joined in the fun and the fans loved it. Then the injuries came. Lonzo, Caruso, Zach. As a result of this, the Bulls changed their style of play and started to slow it all down. Moving on to last season, while Ayo did still put up similar numbers to those in his debut term, the style of play continued to get slower and slower and it hasn't suited him. He shows occasional flair, but mainly didn't have the same opportunities to display his energy on the court and I think it's purely down to the slow style of play Donovan uses now. Anyway, rating D. Uh, Local Bulls fan. Um, I've only got the first message what he sent, but me and him did go back, uh, back and forth quite a little yeah. bit. Um, so his initial uh, tweet was, "I'm honestly shocked. It's mostly C right now. I voted C because I figured I got to look out for my fellow Illinois." He started the season off hot, but the fall off was linear. The confidence and just the being forced to stand at the three point line for half the season wasn't great for him. Uh, like I say, me and him did, we did go back and forth a little bit. Uh, basically, I think we had similar sort of opinions and we just kind of spoke that out and both kind of come to the conclusion that we uh, we hope it was a just a one bad season and mm. obviously he moves on from it. Uh, Demar, D, Demar, DMVP, brackets, PL first and then brackets 40, 42. Uh, Defo a D. 
And then we've got... Uh, to read uh, out the name, then it just read out the result. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, our boy Gary. Everyone expected big things from him. He didn't. He didn't perform much. However, I did not think D as we were expecting the rise. I think he's probably on track C. And uh, Nath Reed can only give my guy an A. He doesn't deserve it as it's been a disappointment this year. But it's Ayo. So I take it from that he's a he's a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh Aussie Stu, again, I had lots of hope for him this year. Not only didn't meet expectations, but regressed sadly. Uh impact wasn't there, and by the time we got to play uh, got to the play in, he was almost unplayable. Mm-hmm. Uh, grade D. And uh we'll see, fellow Aussie, Troy. Io, in my opinion, had a disappointing season. Showed a lot of promise in his rookie season. Earned a starting job, but lost it once we signed Pat Bev due to his inconsistencies. Um, shooting is a huge issue. Very good at getting downhill. Pesky defender, but needs to develop a consistent three-point shot in order to be usable. Really hope just a sophomore slump for Ayo, and he bounces back next year if he's back. Gun to my head, Kobe or Ayo, I'm taking Kobe. Uh, obviously, on to Ayo. He did... He played 80 games with uh, starting 51 of them and he averaged 8.6 points per game, 2.8 rebounds per game and 2.6 assists per game. So, what was your grade for him? My grade, here we go. Uh, I said I had high expectations for Io. Sadly, he regressed in a big way. D. Yeah. To kind of speak a little bit more on that now... um, I think, you know, we've said before, would Io get the hopes of the of Bulls Nation the way he does if he wasn't from Chicago? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that the answer is probably not. And he certainly didn't have the step forward this season just gone, uh, we hoped, from his rookie season. Now, if we do decide that Io is staying in Chicago or if AK decides to keep Io in Chicago, a lot of the time the third year is the year where players take that step. So let's hope he moves forward again. But um I'm kind of thinking maybe the ceiling that we hoped Io had is a lot lower than uh, than we initially thought. Yeah. Um I mean I I gave him a D grade as well. Mm. I had to, I had to word what I was saying there quite careful. There's another certain people in our chat that would have. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <not>. so, <laughs> yeah, and to me that just stands for disappointing because, yeah, stat wise, his stats were similar to his his first year, but going on the eye test, you know, because obviously we watched every game. Uh, live and stuff like that and there were games when you didn't realise he was out there yeah Um, you know and uh, as others have alluded to he you know he he needs a a, a decent three point shot because how many times was he he airballing them yeah you know but then all of a sudden he's hit the next two or three and he's like 
well, you know, and I get, you know, second year and all that. But I think even his defence, you know, that's what he kind of come in and yeah, we all, you know, built his game on and that seemed to regress slightly. And, you know, obviously, the start of the year, I, I was saying I wanted him to be our starting point guard because I thought he'd earned it and he looked good in pre-season with it and stuff like that and he started the season off well you know he had big games against Celtics um, you know putting up decent numbers and then all of a sudden he just I don't know just disappeared and obviously as um, was it Ozzy Stu said you know come the playing he was pretty much unplayable yeah, and not for good reasons, you know. Um, I mean, what was he picking up? Less than five minutes, I think, in games, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and in that time, he was it was zero 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 as well, you know. And from somebody who started the season as our starting point guard to go to being pretty much out of the rotation is quite a fall in a season. It really is. Without um, any injury, just to have fallen off, you know. Yeah, I we kind of thought Pat Bev coming in would have helped him, you know, because he was struggling before Pat Bev come in, and you kind of think, right, get him out the starting lineup, get him off the bench, bit of sort of um, what's the word I'm trying to think of, like a bit of leadership and a bit of mentorship from Pat Bev might improve his game slightly and it didn't if anything it got worse and mm. it's funny you say that actually because like do you think pat bev would have been wanting to build somebody else up that's gonna potentially take his role <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure from yeah, this I mean, talk that he would <laughs> i mean cause it's weird as well isn't it when you think back we you know all the stuff that Pat Bev said, yeah, take it with a pinch of salt as much as you want. But one player he never bigged up was Ayo. Yeah. You know, he always had a lot to say about P. Will. He had a lot to say about Kobe. Yeah. But Ayo, uh, oh, yeah, I really like his game or I like what he does or whatever. And it's like, oh, it never got published if he did anyway. No, not that I saw. So, yeah, maybe Pat Bev was... Uh, didn't have the uh, Pat Bev effect on Ayo. Mm. Um, and as you said, you know, if he wasn't from Chicago, then I don't think anybody would be wanting him back after that season. And yeah. I, th- I think that's it, it's hard because you know, every year one and stuff like that, and it, it's. I think the fact that the Bulls didn't give him that three-year deal hasn't helped him either. No. Because now we're at this crossroads of what do we do with him? And, you know, you can't obviously fob him off after one bad year. No. Because that's all it, was. That's all it could be. But then you can't pay him and keep him here for another four years or whatever, thinking... <laughs> which which IO we're going to get? Are we going to get first year IO, or are we going to get round you know second round pick IO? Because mm. to me, that's that's what he looked like last year a lot of the time. Yeah, 
yeah. he looked like why other teams had passed on him and he'd fell as far as he did. But, you know, obviously, again, that's something for the off-season or further into the off-season. And uh, I'm sure other people are going to start putting out their uh, the takes on what Bulls could possibly do with Ayo um, yeah. in the best possible way, whether it's a cheap option, pay him or get rid of him. No doubt. So, obviously, we'll talk about that when it when it happens, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything else on him. No, no, I think we've talked about IO in the past enough. And, you know, I don't think there's too much more to add to it at this stage. Yeah, I think it's just a case of hope it was just that sophomore slump and a blip. Yeah, if he does come back, then hopefully we get an improved version of year one IO back, I guess. Hopefully. So, the last player we're going to touch on tonight is Andre Drummond. Mm -hmm. And another quite polarising one, to be fair. Uh, Now, obviously, once I've put the final results out, a lot more people started commenting on it. And (laughs) it it was mainly on Facebook, to be fair. But, um, yeah, so I kind of got a few other opinions from after posting the results, so they're not going to get read out anyway. But anyway, um, he finishes with a, a B grade, and that was with 53% of the vote for a B. And just a few comments on him. Uh, Jordy Bulls was, was quite light with his, actually. Um, B, for the limited minutes he played, he made a big impact. I don't know why he got DMP so much. A plus at that pay grade. I would like to see him expand his role and get more minutes though. Uh, Jactus uh, at Jactus seventy five, as he averaged about eight to ten rebounds in ten minutes, or eight eight slash ten in ten minutes. Uh, guy, if only Billy was able to use Drummond correctly, it would be an A. Mm. Um, 90 on top for what his role on the team is I give him an A he did his job perfectly Uh, Aussie Stew B wasn't used consistently I think to the team's detriment especially after the early chemistry with Dragic yes he has some brain explosion moments but outside of Vooch he's the only guy who rebounds consistently and at a crazy rate Mm -hmm. Um, Roberto Bertoni a really good, solid backup centre that we desperately need to keep and give more minutes to. He's a walking double-double off the bench every night if given 15-plus minutes. Deceptively quick, relentless, powerful, tough. The core of a very nice second unit with DJJ, Froby, Ayo and Juante. I'm giving him a B+. Plus. Uh, and his og, tough this one. An absolute monster on the boards. I felt he could have given us a lot, but never got the consistent opportunity. And I'm not sure why. For this, I'm torn between C plus and B minus. And obviously, Troy's a little right up. Uh, I love this dude. Showed exactly why I wanted the Bulls to sign him going into the 21-22 season. Has his WTF moments, but he's the ideal backup to Vooch. Had 
my times where I just wanted him to stop playing, finesse around the basket. Dre was always entertaining, good or bad Dre. Hope he comes back next year. And let's say finishing with a grade B, 67 games, 6 uh, 6.0 points per game, 6.6 rebounds per game, and 0.7 steals per game. All right, your opinion. Okay, so I said, this is one of the toughest players to grade. I enjoyed Drummitch, and then it was gone. I enjoyed being able to embrace the chaos, but courtesy of BD, we didn't get enough of it. Always able to provide rebounding, but always on the verge of doing something crazy too. (laughs) I went with a B-. minus. I enjoyed him too much to drop him to a C+. Yeah. Uh, I agree. It was very difficult to grade because we got good and bad. Mm-hmm. And that could be in the case of, or in the spell of, what, two minutes? Yeah. <laughs> and usually that two minutes was the only two minutes that he was getting from Billy as well, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I had him down at the start of the year to be our unsung hero. And I voted him that when we did them them results as well. <sighs> Grade wise, I've just I've gone with a C. Um and is that's not a knock on him, that's a knock on Billy for not playing him enough. Because I think if he played him more then he'd potentially be getting talked about as our, you know, like sixth man slash bench player of the year. Um because when he did play, as everyone said, you know, he was a walking double double if he got yeah. enough minutes. Um you know, he had that I can't remember it was it was against Spurs when he just went crazy. <laughs> you know, he had his best Bulls uh, game in a uh, best game in a Bulls jersey, didn't he? Um can't remember how many points he put up, but it was just you know, and we kinda Coined a few sayings with, with Drummond, didn't we? We had the hashtag embrace the chaos, and yeah, um, obviously there was the Drummitch to start the season, um, angry Drummond instead of oh. angry Drummond, <laughs> you know. And it's like Troy said, whether he was good or bad, he was entertaining. Totally. You know, how many times did we see him, uh, you know, get a steal or a, a a rebound, whatever it happened to be, go coast to coast, do his little Euro step, and you hope that he's going to slam it down, but a lot of the time he didn't, or he kind of threw it up in the air to himself, or whatever it was, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it was entertaining, nonetheless, and, you know, like everyone's saying, he's the perfect backup, because when it starts going a little bit crazy, you can just sit him again. True. <laughs> and that's what I've said all along. Billy just needed to learn how to play him. Needed to know when the chaos was coming and either embrace it or sit him. It was just as simple as that. And But he was know, too too big for Billy. Billy can't handle the bigs. He doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah. You know, it's... it's I mean, I hope he comes back next year. I hope he takes his option and comes back. 
Um, I was just like we said, he, he is on that player option. Mm. We've not heard anything. Um, no, but did you see he put out the video um, there this week of the Bulls went to his home and, you know, yeah. like as MTV crib style? Yeah, I was going to say that it was last night that one it come out, I think. Was that only last night? God, that was like yeah. a couple of days ago. Yeah, okay. So, so he's done that as recently as last night it was released. So therefore, I mean, he's not packing his bags and ready to run yet. Anyway, butler sounds of things. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's a bit more active on his his own socials as well after his little... Um, Which is great to see. Yeah, you know, with the motorhome mental health, and I know he's going to really push the mental health thing um, from what he said in one of the videos. So that's, you know, like you say, it's good to see that he's, he's back and uh, a bit more active and putting himself out there again. Um, I imagine that's pretty much what he's going to try and do in the with the market as well, is yeah. see if anybody else does want him. Because a lot of people think he could still be a starter in this league. Um, and I guess it depends on the team, just really, but... You know, again, if he like DJJ, if he can get money elsewhere, or more money elsewhere, and he's actually going to get minutes, not like with Billy, <laughs> he's going to go in. He, he's certainly going and to you be. Can't, uh, you can't knock him for that. You know, because he's still only what twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. So, if he thinks he can still offer a different team something else, then he's going to go, isn't he? So, again, it goes back to what we said at the start with these player options. doesn't help the team in any way whatsoever. Mm. So, but no, um, obviously that's the last of our evaluations for tonight. Um, we aim to be back on Thursday, I think. We'll be doing some more. Yeah. However many we get to, and appreciate everyone giving us their opinions that we've given, well we've read out, especially Troy. And as usual, I've been Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt UK and you can find us on all the socials at UK and you can find me on Twitter at Neil UK as always, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Um, please feel free to leave comments. Thanks for all the comments we've had so far. Um, we're going to stay active on the socials throughout the off-season and come and join us on Facebook if you want to as well. Um, and very importantly, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Until next time, wherever you are in the world, see red, go Bulls. It's time for the percolator. Percolator. percolator.